Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I might get a whiskey. Yeah, I need to make a drink. Mystery on the rocks, oh yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Mystery on the rocks, yeah. Let's do an episode. Welcome to another episode of Mystery on the Rocks, the show that takes unsolved true mysteries and cocktails and slams them together and then force feeds them into your ears for your listening pleasure. With me, as always, is the amazing Suze Kempner. Hello! <laughs> and the amazing Chris Stokes. All right. And I'm Masood Mailas. Um, welcome. Son of... Son of Elizabeth Madoni Mailas. <laughs> 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 I'd love to do that. I think that's what's missing in my life is to flip out and then name my lineage. Yeah, but then it I'd go cool when you do it with me. I'd go two. I'd go. I'd go my mum and then her mum as well. Yeah. So I'd like. I yeah. Yeah, we see fine. with me. It's like, listen, I am. I am Chris Stokes, son of Gary, son got... of Alan <laughs> Eric Stokes. No, you've got to do the voice, though, Chris. You got to do the voice. I'm Chris. Do the voice. <laughs> I'll do it, but I'll just do my voice. Listen, yeah. listen, I... mate. I'm Chris, son of Gary, <laughs> son of Alan Eric Stokes. That's incredible. Be like, son of Trevor. It's a... it well, you better work. not give him what he's asking for. <laughs> I'm Susanna Maria Kempner, daughter of Anna Maria Kempner. <laughs> My mum just added one syllable to the start of her own name and made it water. <laughs> what are we? What are we all drinking, guys? Uh, I've got a passion fruit old fashioned. Oh! So do you remember a while ago I made a banana old fashioned? Yes. Yeah. That um, I liked the sound of, but then it just literally was making an old fashioned and putting a little bit of banana liqueur in it. Mm. I was like, oh, if that's how it's done, I thought I would marry the way of making an old-fashioned or the way that I make an old-fashioned with that kind of method, but with passion fruit liqueur. So yes. you, you take a bit of sugar and then passion fruit liqueur and then muddle it. So instead yeah. of... Normally you put orange bitters in, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of that, use the passion fruit liqueur, muddle it up, and then put the uh, whiskey in and stir it over ice. And it's oh. um, very, very nice. Because well, the old-fashioned mm. is essentially... I think I've said this numerous times here. It's like the old-fashioned is essentially... Derived from the cocktail, it's which whiskey, is whiskey, sugar, and bitters, right? Yes, that's and, what but, an old fashioned is. But the cocktail is any liqueur, sugar, and bitters, and oh, a bit of water. Yeah. And so the old fashioned, I think it's, I think it just feels like they went, oh well, if we put whiskey in it, we'll just call it that, and that's the old fashioned. And so, like, yeah, you've, yeah, totally. It's, it's just it's, that. Um, it's really technique nice. over. The, because I was like, old passion fruit could might be a bit overpairing, and maybe mm. wouldn't even go with whiskey. It's not a flavour yeah. combination that I put together. I used a I used a white wine cask whiskey. Oh, and it does, oh. It does work very well. Very well. See, does that's... that have a drier flavour? Yeah, 
It's English whiskey, actually. And, um, oh. It's, uh, <laughs> England till uh, I die. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's... Two very different reactions there. <laughs> England till I die. And I'm like, poo, poo, poo. Disgusting. England till I die. I keep saying that in my new show because I think it's funny because I'm not like that. Um, um, what are you drinking, Suze? Oh, my God. Today I have got... Uh, this is actually my usual Friday afternoon drink. Because oh, yeah. on Friday afternoons, my mum doesn't work. Uh, she doesn't usually have work on a Friday afternoon. And I make myself this same drink for the past like month oh. or so. Uh, it is filthy smoke, ice... And butterscotch liqueur, Ooh. equal parts filthy smoke wow. and butterscotch liqueur. What do you and call it? it? Oh my god, it needs a title. Filthy Werther's original. <laughs> uh. It tastes like so delicious that, but it, it like they could serve this in Freud. So hang on, filthy, f- filthy smoke, filthy smoke, liqueur. butterscotch liqueur, and just ice. Oh, really? Mm. Just those two? Because it's quite tall. The drink is quite That's tall. That's quite a big measurement. Yeah, I've put quite a lot of ice in. Oh, right, I see, yeah. It's you also have... a very thin glass. Uh, oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, that's what I'm drinking. Filthy Werther's original. Filthy Werther's it's covered original. covered in I mud. I want to Where's this butterscotch liqueur it's from? so good. Amazon, mate. It's by... Mm. Um, let me put it in the uh, WhatsApp. Because it's not that expensive. I like expensive. to send off at the moment? A butterscotch old-fashioned. Which is almost what you've made. Mm. It's butterscotch schnapps. Here it is. Techien is the company. Here we go. 17 quid. It's the one that was in my parents' house when I was a kid. Oh, like it was it's just the exact on same the drinks brand. cabinet. Yeah. Whoa. Because I remembered the bottle so well because it was there for years because no one yeah. was drinking it. Like it was a wacky drink, except for me who would do that with the bottle and then just like put my tongue on the end, like, uh, oh. and taste it and go like, <laughs> um, I'd never actually have a swig. The kids uh, sip. But, yeah, it was like, I was like, I'm. I'm, I hope I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah. I'm nine years old going. <gasps> I feel so drunk. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> oh, cider lolly. Um, and I went online thinking like it was called, it began with tea and then I saw the exact bottle. They hadn't even changed the design. But then when it arrived, it was a newer design. Oh. But it does taste exactly the same. And I said, mum, do you remember this from our drinks cabinet? She was like, no. And then she <clears> smelled <throat> it and she went, oh, that's nice. She didn't remember it, but she'd smelled it and liked it. So, you know, the apple don't fall too far from the tree, lads. <laughs> anyway, it's good with smoky whiskey. I wonder what else it would be good with. Because, like, obviously I wouldn't mix it with Frangelico, because that's just sugar on sugar. Butterscotch. Um, Butterscotch is... I reckon brandy. Yeah. Really? Quite, yeah. <laughs> rum. Oh, yeah. Scotch and yeah. rum. Because rum is sugary enough, but not so much so yeah. like Frangelico. and some dark rums can be... Sort of quite, like quite seawatery, yeah. A yeah. tawny rum, um, and and also just like uh, I bet you could put it with um, you know like instead of maybe the orange flavour in a margarita. Oh, instead of uh, orange liqueur, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like <gasps> I wonder what that tequila. would be like. Uh, you could do that with Frangelico as well and make a hazelnut margarita. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Let's anyway, that. what's Mr. Oh, cucumber. Um, Gimlet. So that's mm. got yourself some Ooh. cucumber, a little bit of rosemary leaves, uh, some gin, first squeezed lime juice and simple syrup. And yeah, yeah, shake that up, pour so it out. Shaky, and it's, it's very, I made a, I made a version of that with vodka once, I believe. And the gin version was better because obviously you've got that little 
gin kit. And also gin's better than vodka, I think. Yes, I believe so as well. Yeah, I, I prefer gin to vodka in everything. Yeah, I've gone off vodka in every almost every drink that vodka is involved in. Like, That's interesting, because I went actually. back onto vodka on, on the show, because I used oh. to hate vodka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we did a live stream where I... I we I drank vodka throughout it, yes. Just just, just vodka, and I was like, oh, because I'd I'd got a nice bottle of vodka to make. I think to make the dude that do divides our Biscoff version of a. Oh yes, Russian. yeah. And then I was drinking the vodka, and I was like, oh no, it is it is drinkable. It is yes. it's all right. Um, and then yeah. I was like, oh, I've been I've been wrong about vodka. So it's interesting now that you've gone off it. Well, I think there's like there's like one or two that I'll get <laughs> and drink, and that like Stoli is the only one I'll probably buy because it's like it's pretty good mid range. It's fine and it's good on its own and like that's a, that's a good one. Anything other than that, I'm like, nah. There's no reason to get expensive vodka, is there? No, not really. Not not in my opinion specifically. I, I think so. Just because it's like it is so background that like yeah, yeah, it's just almost no point. <laughs> it's like if yeah, I'm if I'm if I'm like out somewhere and I'm like um, if I have any calories that's bad i will order a vodka lime and soda yes and then yeah. just drink it going like why didn't i just get soda yeah <laughs> like what's the fucking point of this what's the fucking, what's the fucking point and the barman's just, like i don't i don't really know i'm not sure that, why you're asking and then me. they put a slice of lime in i'm like i meant i'm cordial you little cunt <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm sorry man oh well what do you have for us today chris Oh, today, today, today's a good one, I think. Ooh. Yeah. So on Bastille Day, July the 14th, by the way. Oh, yes. Uh, That's uh, marked on my calendar. We can't do a record then, by the way. I'd celebrate uh, it very uh, heavily. <laughs> uh, uh, on, on Bastille Day, uh, 14th of July, 1976, uh, a house was torched in Trave, which is uh, in uh, eastern France. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when the fire was extinguished, the owner of the house, a man named Rainer Bushman, yeah. Um, the remains of him, uh, charred remains of him, were found holding a pistol and a .22 caliber rifle, as if defending himself. Huh. Uh, they determined that he died from smoke inhalation, obviously because mm-hmm. the house had been set on fire and torched. Uh, they don't know who he was, and they don't know what happened. Yeah, who he, who he was presumably fighting, possibly the boogeyman. <laughs> <laughs> The house belonged to uh, Rainer Bushman, but they're not convinced that the guy who was found was him. Oh, okay. Wow. I just assumed it was it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Interesting. So who is this mystery man? Well, we're about to find out, but mm. a group did claim responsibility for torching the house. Oh. A group called the Avengers. Hey. Oh, hello. Hello. Uh, and the group... It was from the movie The Avengers from the late 90s. Oh, the, uh, Uma the with Uma Thurman and Ray Fiennes. And Do you remember that? And then, and then when the actual Avengers Marvel movie came out, I was like, is it that? Is it that? Are they done that Because <laughs> I, mean, I don't know comics that well, but I was it's like, so, is it just like, that? So in, a, in, a, yeah, in, in the US, and I think every other market, it was called, that movie was called The Avengers. But yes. in the UK, it had to be called Avengers Assemble. Yes. Because they didn't want... Oh, really? The association of... Yes, I remember this. Yeah. I mean, I remember... I never saw it, obviously, but I I heard it was fucking awful and universally panned. Oh. Apparently, it's about... I've never seen it, 
but there's some keach value in the fact that they got Sean Connery to be the villain. But yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it had a big I budget. Think, I've, I've a big seen star. it and the original TV series, both of which are the original TV series is very quaint. Camp. 60s camp yeah right you. um and very fun uh diana rigg is in it she's great uh mm. and uh i forget the man who plays John. patrick mcnee that's the one yeah and he's fun yeah it's fun it's very fun silly whatever um the film is dreadful <laughs> the, mm. the, it's so bad uh it's really really awful but it's a shame because ray fines is you know he's he's great i enjoy ray yeah. fines i enjoy Thurman. i enjoy everyone who's in it but it just it's not a great film uh, but yes, so the Avengers. Uh, the Avengers. Now the Avengers yeah. were a French anti-Nazi group. I like them already. That's good. Yeah. That is something to avenge. Yes. yes. Uh, it would also be why they call the Avengers, I guess, because yeah. this is thirty mm. years after the end of the war, and you'd think that like, oh, World War Two is now over and done with in this season, but um, not every person was brought to justice. No. Well, we still have to go. We still have to go to Argentina to kill a hundred and five year old. And your your childhood. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so not everyone was. You know, every some people got away scot free. Mm. So, um, uh, Rainer Rainer Bushman, uh, mm-hmm. he worked as an English to German translator, translating books of military history. Okay. Okay. Uh, he uh, lived there in uh, in Trav. In Eastern France, with his wife. But something you should know about Rainer, Rainer Bushman, mm-hmm. uh, even though that was his official name, he didn't live under it. He lived under the name Joachim Piper. Joachim Piper, okay. Yeah, it was dumb to live under that name because that was his real name. Mm. And uh, Joachim Piper was a convicted war criminal of Nazi Germany. Oh, dear. Yeah. I'm sure I would get away with this. I'll just call myself my regular name. Nobody's going to know, right? It'll be fine. And not just convicted war criminal of Nazi Germany. Like, one of the worst ones. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, So he was... a a good pal of Mengele? (laughs) Himmler? Yeah. He was was my favourite. Oh. Oh, no. He was was close to Himmler. Yeah. Uh, He was a tank commander in the SS. Uh, being so close to, 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 to Himmler, he was like his assistant, basically. Um, uh, Piper the witnessed... The balls on this guy. Just he like, actually witnessed the Holocaust uh, firsthand. Fuck. Jesus Which Christ. he lied about. So he saw it, yeah. he, which which Hitler refused to do. He wouldn't go to the camps. Yeah. And he, uh, oh, he didn't he? want to see it. I had it. this really fucking... Yeah, he, refu- he, like, he refused to go. He didn't want to see the the death and the horror mm, that's he fucking... only wanted to know that they were all being killed wow it's like hitler physically couldn't kill someone I oh think yeah there's yeah. a story about him having a gun in his hand and he couldn't pull the trigger mm. because the majority of humans have it that like something takes over your brain and goes i can't kill this person yeah because that's a normal thing i think yeah. hitler had that had that uh what would i call it you know that chip missing in many other ways but yes. yeah he he couldn't do it himself and he didn't want to see the camps Face to face. Wow, he's a fuck. Mm. I mean, he's already a piece Very of shit. Very weird. That's not, uh, that's not, so, like, know. is he that bad? Is he, though? I mean, you know, it's, uh, if it were me, I wouldn't. No, you don't. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's 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 a really strange thing with Hitler. Charlie Manson was the same, right? Yeah, because he didn't yeah, actually commit did any work, of the murders. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, sociopathy, uh, for real, complete psychopath, yeah. but could not physically, physically. murder someone. Very, very strange. 
uh, yeah. So our man is. So is this a... guy would he literally went and viewed the. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. So he is right. on that Mengele level. And then obviously lied about it, denied it immediately yeah. after the war because they did, didn't they? They said, I "Oh, no, it didn't happen," and that's why. Yeah, these fucking cowards. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why the conspiracy theory that the Holocaust never happened persists because. Because the, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. People it's... are either people are believing the denials. <laughs> it's like, mm. um, yeah, believe the denials of actual fucking Nazis. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he was right. a. So Piper was also like kind of ground level because he served as a battalion commander mm. in actual conflicts during the war. Yeah. Um, he fought in the third battle of Kharkov, in the battle of the Bulge. Bulge and Spans. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he loved it. He had a battle group uh, called uh, Kampfgruppe Piper, which was named after him. I mean, that sounds like a oh, fucking name, nerdy D and D faction. Uh, and then that group became notorious for committing war crimes against civilians and POWs. So Jesus. the uh, are you, you know about the Malmody massacre? No, not not too familiar with that. So the massacre itself was uh, committed by the SS uh, on the 17th of December 1944 at the uh, uh, Balgnitz crossroads near Malmody in Belgium during the Battle of the Bulge. Okay. Um, uh, the Kampfgruppe Piper, his battle group. His battle group, named after himself, killed 84 U.S. prisoners of war. Jesus Christ. They'd surrendered as well. Ugh. So he killed Fuck. them all. Uh, they uh, grouped the U.S. POWs in a farmer's field. They used machine guns to shoot and kill them all. And then the prisoners of war who survived the gunfire of the massacre were then killed with a coup de grace gunshot to the head. Like So he just killed them all. No. His group did. But they were named oh. after him. And then the Malmody trial happened. And then that is where he was found guilty. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Bloody hope so. so uh, it was so the Malmody massacre trial was the a U.S. military tribunal, which established his command responsibility for that massacre. They sentenced him to death. That was later commuted to life in prison. Uh, and then also in Italy, he was accused of having committed the Bove massacre, and that took place in 1943, so the year before the Malmody massacre. Hmm. Um, wow. The, again. Uh, there was an Italian surrender on the 8th of September 1943 and then 23 Italian civilians were killed and several hundred houses destroyed under the command of Piper. Um, Jesus. And this was, all, this was all for retribution for one German soldier having been killed. Oh, my God. Wow. After obtaining the release of two German NCOs that had been captured and held by Italian partisans, Piper then ordered the destruction of the town despite earlier promising not to do so. Hmm. So this guy was a massive... I promise. No, I, I, I tell you, I'm not going to destroy anything. I promise. You're <laughs> totally going to destroy everything. It's going to be so... Have <laughs> my word. Have my Did word. you just wink at me? <laughs> Nine. No. Nine. <laughs> Never trust a Nazi. Brings the flamethrowers, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they're all very, very camp. I don't know why. But they just, I've just decided he's like... Oh, yes, boys. The trial in Italy for the Bove massacre, though, that investigation didn't have any war crime evidence that he himself had ordered the killing of Italian civilians. So he didn't, wasn't found guilty of that. Um, obviously, he was commuted to life in prison, um, which then uh, was commuted to 35 years in prison, which was then commuted to 11 and a half years in prison. So he was released from prison, and then he works for both Porsche and Volkswagen, then oh moved God. to France and worked as a translator. Ah... Uh... That's why you should never buy those cars. <laughs> um, he, uh, this is quite interesting as well. Even though throughout all of this, during his post-war life, he was very active in the social network of ex-SS men 
centred upon right-wing organisation, Mutual Aid Association of former members of the SS. Jesus Bloody Christ. Bloody hell! So he was a minor combat leader, but he was idolised by aficionados of the Second World War cause, uh, who romanticised the SS in popular culture. They developed a cult of personality that represents Piper as a war hero. Oh, my God. And then he... So despite his romanticised military persona, Piper personified Nazi ideology as a ruthless glory-hound common, uh, commander who was indifferent to the combat casualties uh, and who encouraged, expected and tolerated war crimes by his own soldiers. So basically, not only are people like, the guy's innocent, the people that actually like the Nazis know they were guilty but fucking love them anyway. Oh my God. Well, this, this whole thing about like, oh, um, this they oh they tolerated the Holocaust. No, they didn't. No. They no. they jerked it over the Holocaust. They yeah, loved yeah. it. They fucking. They if anything, they loved it. it more than Hitler. Because from what you hear about Hitler, is he, like he saw Jews as rats, and wanted to eradicate them. And mm. obviously, like six million Jews, but they were more minorities than just Jews being killed. He saw all these minorities as like vermin that needed to be exterminated. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, like if you have an ant's nest you in your, you know, burrowing around in your lounge, you go, oh, I've got to exterminate all the ants. You maybe don't enjoy watching them die. No, exactly. So that, like, I, think that's, I think that's the way I can describe Hitler. But this person... He enjoyed watching yeah. the kind. He probably he would he probably stuck his dick there's in the say, ants in the ants right, thing as they been were like, exterminated. Uh, yeah. Kill him more slowly. It's like a sadistic level that I can't even begin to imagine. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. Well, like how they said how Mengele would whistle when he would go to work. It's like he that level loved of... his work. Mengele yeah. loved his work and he loved his own skin. Yeah. You know that? Which... Mengele, oh, used yeah. To gay... Mengele used to look at himself in the mirror and stroke his soft skin because he thought he looked so fucking beautiful. terrifying. <laughs> like, I, oh, uh, of all the I'm, things he did. <laughs> I am so smooth. Oh, mm. yes. He used to like more... admire his lovely soft skin and his wonderful physique. Like, in my head, he cup. also has. And he's just like, and he's singing. He's singing very like, Ave Maria. <laughs> no, he'd be, he'd be like, she cuts like a knife, but she's always a woman to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mengler's wife just in the bed like, Ugh. Oh, no, doing it again. <laughs> I really hate minorities, but this man is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, you know, when you were saying about how he loved watching the... Um, the destruction. Yeah. The... Mm. I mean, like, he, he, he was certainly detached from it enough that it didn't bother him to watch it like it would Hitler. Sure. So, yeah. um, when did Germany invade Poland? 1939, right? Yeah. Mm. September 1939 as well. But the Nazis have been in power for, like, longer than that. Six the Nazis years, didn't get into yeah. power and then invaded and, yeah. Poland. So by that point, their final solution, grand plan, Thousand Years Reich had been, that had been in their heads for a good few years by this point. So it's not right. like the war started and then the camps came later. The camps came almost immediately. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, mm. So like, uh, 1st of September, they invaded Poland. On the 20th of September, uh, Himmler and Piper witnessed the public executions of 20 Polish social leaders who might lead partisan resistance to Nazi occupation. Jesus. Uh, yeah. And then that demonstration of the mechanics of the Holocaust was realised by an ethnic German self-defence militia. And then Piper rationalised these actions as basically just sort of like necessary to military advancement. Yeah. Uh, and then he witnessed the further refinement of these methods. Uh, so in December 1939, in West Central Poland, Himmler and Piper witnessed the T4 poison gas mass killing of mentally ill patients in a psychiatric hospital. Shit. Uh, oh, yeah. God. And then he was interrogated after the war by the US, and he was apparently just emotionally and factual. He was factual when he was talking about it, but he was emotionally detached in describing his eyewitness experience of mass murder. Fucking hell. He said, the, the, uh, the gassing action was done before a circle of invited guests. The insane were led into a prepared casemate, the door of which had a plexiglass window, so it could be seen. Fuck me. Why would the window be there? Yeah. H.A., uh, uh, like, America's, this guy is known as America's first serial killer. It's H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, yes. He built hotel a guy. murder house. Yeah. 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 He, built, he built his own uh, murder house, basically which was perfectly created so that he could witness people die. He made a gas chamber in the house. This is a, in the 1800s. He made a gas chamber in the house with a viewing window. Yeah. He would like lure people in there and then watch them die while jerking off. Yeah, like, that's fucking insane. The only reason you need to watch someone die is so that you can go, ah. And that's what this, that's yeah. what this was. I bet, all, but I bet all the guests were soft and they did it anyway. <laughs> they just, mm. it's even all just worse. fucking soft nutting like their hero uh, the Fuhrer um, that's canon that's mm. <laughs> canon it's canon that Hitler nutted while soft oh, it's the only way he could do God. it it used to fucking fall out of him that's something that people have learned from this podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's fact that's history that's <laughs> that. have either of you after that episode have either of you tried to nut while soft I mean, I tr- we tried try. to. You don't have to tell me if it happened or not. The, 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 no, I haven't. No. <laughs> you couldn't do it. The idea tried, of that is so depressing. Creepy anyway. And also, I'm, I'm, it would be impossible, surely. Mm. I don't I know how, I don't fall, know how he'll manage he knows, it. He knows how. Fallout of you is exactly how I would describe if it were possible it, like, that. Have happening. you ever been like, <laughs> have you ever like, uh, burped up some sick and then just gone Ugh, like no, that. No, I usually it usually goes right back down. <laughs> it's, it's you swallow just, it. You're a sick yeah. swallower. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, a pu- oh. you're a puke swallow, yet you won't admit. What Masuda to... said about the uh, 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 obviously the usual method, it comes out of you like a wax dart. But uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to quote Bill Hicks, but like what Masuda is just sort of implying, you know, when there's like a bit of um, insect egg spit at the end of a fuchsia that's dangling. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> it's like that. So it's like hanging off, and he's like, "Oh god!" It's just yeah. And it's sort of like it sort of hangs there, sways in the breeze, and then eventually it just kind of like drops down. So they see they've gone like, <clears throat> um, and then they see it hanging off, and they're like, "Oh no, my shame is here now." So they're like coated in shame, obviously, yeah. and so they have to like look away while they shake it off. Good stuff. This, that was the grossest thing. No one handles Nazi war criminals like we do on this Not podcast. Not quite, yeah. That, like, I feel like the we left give them... only say stuff people agree with. Cut <laughs> to. We've now riffed on Hitler's terrible shitting problem, Hitler nutting while soft, and me making it worse just now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you asking man... me and Masood if we've tried that is worse than anything Hitler ever did. I think, it's disgusting. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I asked you that. I can't believe you didn't ask me, though, if I've tried it. You've nutted while soft. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> I feel now. I, now, I feel now exactly. I feel the exact <laughs> the same about that as I did when you <laughs> went behind the couch, and I was like, "Well, that's happening." <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> the same. Like, uh, uh, yeah, and Sue's Ken there, who's doing this now? Who's doing this? Wow, <laughs> this is this is what's going on. Who's reaching for crisps? <laughs> I have cut. I have cut that bit of footage out. It's. <laughs> For suitors. <laughs> oh, suitors. Where, where you spill the martini and then you're like, I'm just cleaning up. Oh, oh I remember that. Yeah, it's <laughs> gross. I, I better pray those leggings aren't see-through. <laughs> I don't know, they so are very our, expensive. Nice our, work if you can get it, Unless your arse is green, they're not see-through. <laughs> it is, actually. Have you done that for green screen purposes? Yeah, so oh. that my arse would always be blended out. That's and, why it's not good enough. <laughs> It's, good, it's when... good at the moment. I've been working really hard. My ass is good at the moment. Squats, all that. I've been work more than that, mate. You do a lot of spin, It's a nightmare. I, everything. I've mm. like the amount I like. I've got the kind of legs because I inherited my mum's legs, mm. and you know, which means I've got the old shiksar legs. I've got the kind of legs that basically, if I do a couple of kicks, they're a wall of muscle. It's fantastic. Wow. You should do kickboxing. I, I don't need to because my legs are great. My abs, it's not as easy, but I've got singer muscles, so all I have to do is a bit of work on the abs, and then I've got all the glamour muscles as well. Arms like uncooked spaghetti, but that's all right. It's just, you know, women, it's all right. My ass, that's where the Judaism comes in. And if I'm not careful, it is the widest, flattest thing that's ever lived. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like the Great Wall of China. So... I've had to work extremely hard to give that thing definition, and it's good now, and no one's around to appreciate it except for our listeners on the Patreon. I don't know why I heard that uh, ass like a Great Wall of China in Al Pacino's voice from Heat. She got an ass. <laughs> ass like a Great Wall of China. What's that bit? Is it in Devil's Advocate where they go, where he goes, she's got a great ass. Oh, it is from Heat. It's from Heat. Yeah, she's got it's from Heat ass. as well. I, we, me and I my... I it was Devil's Advocate. That's Heat. It's Heat when oh. he's, because he's interviewing a Hank. Great ass. ass. Yeah. Me and my me and my Americans, we say it every time we watch a terrible movie, which is weekends. Every time we watch a terrible movie and see a woman with a good butt, we go like, she's got a great ass. <laughs> Our horrific. Uh, uh... I'll finish this quote 
from yeah. him because it shows you how cold and evil yes. he was. The insane were led into a prepared casemate door which had a plexiglass window. After the door was closed, one could see how, in the beginning, the insane still laughed and talked to each other, but soon they sat down on the straw, obviously under the influence of gas. Very oh, soon, they no longer moved. Whoa. Oh my god! That's Do you know what? That's that is disturbing because he's like I scrutinised it. Yeah. It's less disturbing than and he's um, admitting it in trial. Yeah, yeah, That's like insane. he's like this is what I saw, mm. um, and probably hiding his delight a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I think most people know that it is disgraceful to have a delight of watching someone die. Um, my bedroom window's open. Like everyone who's can hear what you're saying. Their car, I'll be like, is she talking about the Holocaust? Drunk. Um, <laughs> have you two tried one... to not while soft? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if they hear that. They'll just think I'm a sex worker. Um, I don't know him for this. The stories, I think this is so awful, obviously. Uh, the stories of the gas chambers at Auschwitz, they talk about how there's loads of fingernail scrapings in the walls mm. and how they would often... Because um, they, they could view them there as well. And they would be clawing to get out of there it's like animalistic it's horrendous so it's almost less disturbing to hear this guy talk about how these people who were obviously like clinically insane uh certainly by that day's standards would be all still chatting and laughing and then just basically go to sleep so it's like they didn't know what was happening Mm. to them that's almost less disturbing than the the stories of gassings that i have heard which i think is some of the most disturbing parts of the holocaust like it's uh, that's up there with what mengele was doing mm. all of his like, what the, f- what the fuck what and... the fuck what the fuck was all that yeah it's, i yes. think the holocaust was bad uh, uh hot take no for sure like and that i think that's then i think uh, then you frame it in the context of this viewing party with all of these uh, uh, you know uh, mentally unwell people and you're like ah oh, that's i mean that's fucking I mean, my brain also goes to what was served. Were there hors d'oeuvres? I don't think there were. This is a fucking horrible party. Why would that be happening? I just, ah, it's awful. It's all awful and I hate it. Yeah. So what, what like, more about this? Yeah, man? it's that thing where it's like, obviously the Holocaust was a dark period in history, yeah. but there's always an extra detail that makes you go, oh my fuck. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. It's this sort of haven for these like very specifically quite horrifically deviant, not deviant isn't even the word, just just bad, just bad people. Just really, mm-hmm. really bad people. Uh, mm. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I hate it, and I hate him. I Fucking hate him so hell. Yeah. Uh, what what disgusts me so much is how like, you know how you've got the panic that Hitler had when the war was over, or like yes. he was yes. very clear that he'd lost it, and he was like, I'm not, yeah. letting him, I'm not letting him get me. And, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot myself. Yeah. And people got, in his bunker were still going, oh, I'll be leader. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. He accepted and, it before they did. Yeah, and then you've got people like Piper who mm. uh, didn't take that way out. Got no. mm-hmm. got tried and showed no remorse. Remorse, yeah. It was just like, yeah, we did it. And lived till they the almost 70s. saw it as was and he was he executed? He lived till the seventies. Fucking hell, well, like Mengele. This... Mengele lived till seventy nine. This is when this happened. So like, he was born mm. in nineteen fifteen. Mm. He uh, mm. uh, he died in nineteen seventy six. So he was sixty one. Mm-hmm. And but nineteen fifteen, he could have still been like, if he hadn't been killed 
in his house being set alight by the anti-Nazis, then he yeah. could have been around when we were born. Fucking hell. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't when was the last uh, Nazi war trial? I mean, it was in this century, certainly. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, it Maybe was even... within the last ten years. Yeah. What? Um, so. Yeah. Uh, but to show no remorse into the 1970s. Yeah. I mean, and then to have the arrogance to be given a new identity and not live under it. Yeah, that. Yeah, just be like, no, I should call myself my so own. So it's basically name. A, a member, yeah. of the, a member of the old French resistance recognised him, and he report- was so proud. Thirty yeah. years <clears throat> after the war ended, and they yeah. reported him to Jesus. the uh, French Communist Party, and that was in 1974. So he moved to uh, to Trave in eastern France in 1972 with his wife. Jesus, so, this guy had a wife. Yeah. yeah. So because. Oh. Well, because because Women will he, fuck anything, mate. <laughs> um, because open. he um, uh, was so egotistical, he decided to live mm. under his real name despite being given another one. Then obviously, not only was he recognised, but the fact that he was living under his regular name anyway, show, like uh, it drew a lot of attention from yeah. uh, anti yeah. Um And as we know, Antifa, ugh, how evil. Um, they all carry a card what? and there's a CEO and it's me. What an evil organisation. <laughs> so, by 1976, the historian of the French Communist Party searched the Gestapo files for the uh, file, Piper's file, to determine his whereabouts. And on the 21st of June 1976, anti-Nazi political activists... Uh, I mean, I feel like anti-Nazi should just be regular person. I don't think you need to... Yeah, I don't think you need to... But yeah, you're either a Nazi or you're just not one. How about yeah. that? Anyway, anti-Nazi political activists distributed inf- uh, in- informal uh, information flyers to the Trav community, informing them that there was a Nazi war criminal residing amongst them. That's mm. a hell of a pamphlet to get through the door. You imagine that? Yeah. <laughs> On the 22nd of June, uh, an article in the L'Humanité newspaper confirmed that he was living in the village. Shit. So the oh confirmation of his identity, his Nazi past... And his presence in France attracted journalists to get this, whom Piper readily gave interviews. What? Oh my God! So when his presence was uh, of course he was an egomaniac. Discovered, he gave like the press wanted to talk to him, and he spoke to them. So he claimed that he was a victim of communist harassment <laughs> due wow. to his role in the war. And there's an article from uh, a newspaper, and it was called uh, "J'ai payé," which translates as "I've already paid." <gasps> he said. That, that feels like me. That's me walking out of any restaurant. I've already paid, mate. I already paid. <laughs> he said that he was an innocent man who paid for his war crimes. Bearing in mind the war crimes he was officially convicted and found guilty of was the uh, uh, Malmedy massacre, which was 84 surrendered prisoners of war slaughtered. Yeah. And he only served 11 years, right? Because that yeah. they kept, they kept... Oh, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. It was oh reported that he and his wife left France and moved to the German Federal Republic due to ongoing death threats. Okay, now that's an interesting detail because if mm. that were true, who was the guy in the house that they found the child remains of? Ah. Uh, mm. Because fucking hell. Uh, because French police authorities aren't entirely one hundred percent convinced that Piper was the person found in the house. Oh. Oh and my What are they going God. off? Because of? that's fucking crazy if it's not. This feels like I've not seen Hunters, the Amazon show, but it feels like that's something that might feature in the show. This feels like well, uh, his presence was discovered, reported in the press, mm. and he gave interviews. As a he kind loved of, it. Yeah, he did. But if the 
if it were him in the house, yeah, then he got what was coming to him. But it is also convenient that the remains were charred. And yeah. if the police aren't entirely sure whether it was him or not, what if this was a smokescreen so that he could make a further escape to safety elsewhere? Yeah. Yes. Because that's that's a pretty good way to cover your tracks as the old uh, burnt body in the house. Well, well, and this like, is pre-dental was... record stuff. So it's Yeah, like... I'm sure. And, and Mengele, like, he died a free man. He died a free guy in 1979. Wasn't he living in, like... I don't think... Because he, he fled to South America. I feel like Mengele was living in Switzerland at the I end. I find out. And, and Mengele died. He went swimming and he had a heart attack and instant death and... And died oh, not even a, a shit. Not even like a fucking like. He didn't even get death. an embarrassing yeah. death or a long yeah. death. No. Yeah, he like was only, uh, he was only sixty-seven. Oh, uh, wow. Really? He died in Brazil. Oh, it oh. was Brazil. Okay. Okay. But yeah, he went swimming, and the family. But the only thing I don't think like so justice was done. I don't think this at all. But Mengele was living with a family who couldn't fucking stand him, which I think is quite funny. <laughs> that does. But, feel... but they, it wasn't that they couldn't stand him because that guy's a Nazi. They were like, I can't stand this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it feels yeah, like a like a really. Mengele was, was annoying. Stroke. He suffered uh, suffered a stroke. A stroke. While yeah. Uh, buried under the false name of Wolfgang Gerhardt, and then his remains were disinterred and positively identified in 1985. Wow. As the soft-skinned boy, Mengele. <laughs> Mengele, yeah. like Mengele, the corners like of my mind. That's definitely a, a sitcom where he's <laughs> living with his family. <laughs> Do you think it was Piper who was found in the house or not? I, I don't know. I've got doubts now. Oh, because... my God. It's tricky, isn't it? Because they were such, Nazis were such fucking cowards. They're like mob guys. They'll turn on each other if they're like, yeah. I'm in I danger. Mean, oh, no. It's like it, he, he could indeed have been like found and arrogant enough to give interviews. And then that came and bit him on the arse when the uh, the Avengers decided to burn his house down and kill him. Yeah, and, all and of that like, would point the, to ego. The, 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 the body was found defensively remember had a gun and a rifle mm. yeah see that um, feels very much like if he's gonna go out he, the the advertising of him being like well at least everyone will think i went out as a hero if he's yeah, exactly death, right? their it's legacy like, they're obsessed with their yeah. legacy so that's where it's yeah. sort of like this is where the gray area is is that because the french authorities aren't entirely convinced it was him there's a chance it wasn't so mm. he was still alive he's still alive i think maybe <laughs> Uh, he'd be 107. He'd be 107 if he was. Could but. be alive. Uh, I as, don't... as Masood's, as Masood's mum famously said, they stick around. They, yeah. The bad ones, they don't die young. They stick around to suffer. <laughs> I don't know. That's But also nice... Uh, nice the right word? Kind of fun <laughs> to look at uh, the endurance of some evil Nazi pieces of shit into the 70s. Yes. I it's, mean, it's, me- it's it's nuts. It's but always eye-opening. It's, yeah. It would be like if, um, uh, I mean, 30, this is 30 years. You go back 30 years from the war. Let's go forward 30 years from the war in 75. That would be like now if, like, Boris Yeltsin, he never, he, it was a body double from 1992 oh, onwards. Yeah. An actual Boris Yeltsin is still alive. Yeah, yeah. that's like, ba- thirty very... years ago is 1992. <laughs> Isn't that when the Pelican Brief came out? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say 93. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like. If you said like, oh yeah, when the war ended, all these Nazi war criminals fled, and one year later, Jurassic Park came out. Yeah, yeah. And Schindler's yeah. List. 
<gasps> Coincidence? But very likely. Uh, <laughs> very likely, yeah. It was but 93 that, that, like, yeah, some, 30... of the, uh, some of the surviving Nazi war criminals will have um, uh, seen Schindler's List and gone, it wasn't like that. It does not. Maybe it. they watched it and they were like, ugh, all the whining. <laughs> <laughs> There was a girl in red, though, and it was black and white, as far as I can remember. <laughs> that is how it went down. Exactly. I was as handsome as Ray Fiennes. <laughs> he went on to star in the Avengers. <laughs> oh, it's the one we thought. No, it's the other Avengers. Jesus. No, nine. Nine. Uh, I, that's a very good, broad joke in Blackadder when they're in that hospital looking for a German spy, and they're... And uh, what's Hugh Laurie's character, George? He goes, have you said... So there's like a German guy in the hospital. He goes, have you seen any German spies? And he goes, nine. He goes, wow, nine. (laughs) 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 It's like such a shit joke, but it's really funny. (laughs) Who who sees someone tweet that said, Rowan Atkinson has said that comedy should be able to... Oh yeah, anybody. the job then, of comedy is to offend people. And then there's, like, and there's someone's put 90% of Blackadder jokes. Well, Baldrick, this is the wibbliest situation since Mrs. Wibble won the <laughs> wibbling competition in Wibbleton. <laughs> it's true, and I love yeah. Blackadder, but that's true. Uh, right, so I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I think, I think, I think it was most likely him in the house because I'm not. I mean, like it would be nice if it uh, was. Here's, here's why. Here's why because yeah. it would have to, it would have to recruit the anti-Nazis to be in on the ploy. I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know or... what I mean? Because the, the anti-Nazis remember claimed responsibility for torturing the house. Mm. And, I and they and they recognise it. Well, somebody recognised. And it's it, not just so. that because if let's say it was clandestine and they decided they were going to cart him off somewhere else and this would all apply and then somebody claimed responsibility for the anti-nazis if it wasn't them that did it the anti-nazis were like actually we didn't do fuck all something yeah 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 Mm. i think so i think it probably was him yeah he was probably and i don't think even think he was defending himself i think he slept like that in that chair Every <laughs> single night. He was a chair sleeper, pure yeah. chair sleeper. Oh, he's a chair sleeper, yes. <laughs> so I think Piper paid the Piper. Hey. Nice. Uh, nine. <laughs> nine. <laughs> nine. Wow. So yeah, that, that's uh, that's that. Nineteen seventy-six, and there are still Nazis about. 76. I wonder if they're enduring to the twenty-first century. Hey, and um, do you think Piper saw the? saw and enjoyed taxi driver and he was like i defend jodie foster i di- i i'm gonna kill reagan to defend jodie foster and then he died so he's he yeah and he's i, I just imagine the idea of an old nazi with the drawer handle guns being like oh <laughs> yes i still got my nazi oh. gun uh, there's that great quote from jodie foster isn't there where she found out that he shot reagan and was like in love yeah. with her and she was like i'll be honest i was a little impressed <laughs> <laughs> And I listened to a podcast this week that was talking about John Hinckley and uh, they said like Paul Schrader would receive letters from what he called the taxi driver kids who really thought Travis Bickle was a hero to them uh, from Taxi Driver. Uh, Paul Schrader who wrote Taxi Driver. And they would say, but they were all obsessed with Jodie Foster and that's fucking weird because she's a child. She's 12 in that movie. In that that movie, movie, she's 12. 
none of them were obsessed with Sybil Shepherd, who was like cast because she was a sex part of the seventies. Yeah. She was so gorgeous. She was, you know, last picture show and yeah. Like the fact they were all obsessed with Jodie Foster is fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, John Hinckley did it to impress Jodie Foster, who he adored from the film Taxi Driver, where she is 12. (laughs) Fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. Don't like it. Uh... Do you know Reagan was shot? I mean, maybe we'll do an episode on this, uh, but Reagan was shot. It only just missed his lung. Like, he only just didn't die. Oh, really? Oh, Mm. wow. And it caused permanent brain damage to, like, uh, another person on his team. Cause oh, Hinkley one of the Secret went, Service guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hinkley really bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And didn't, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but that's Piper. Hey! Slash, slash Bushman, but definitely Piper. Yeah, yeah, Piper, Piper. I'm not going to call myself a Bushman. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm a piper. I'm a piper. It's a good name. It's nice to return to the Nazis. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You know how much I love those guys. (laughs) (laughs) My family. They may keep cropping up. Who knows? Yeah, Yeah. they never seem to fully die. You can never keep a good Nazi down. (laughs) (laughs) Sentence I hope to never say again or get clipped and then (laughs) against me. Sound clip. Sound bite. Um... So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. You can watch these on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash mystery on the rocks. Yeah, it's cheap, it's easy, and you keep us up to our necks in fun. (laughs) Yeah, you're the only reason the podcast keeps going. If you donate to the Patreon, we are an independent podcast, uh, and you get free stuff, episodes early, full videos of the episodes. You can watch this, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, if you go on the second tier Patreon, you get all the other things, which are like outtakes, uh, recipes for the cocktails. It's a lot of fun. And if you're on the top tier, you win a Mystery on the Rocks t-shirt, Mystery on the Rocks poster, Mystery on the Rocks mug, and Mystery on the Rocks hoodie for those yeah. winter nights. That's all just from joining our top tier, plus you get all the other stuff. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. You can also listen to us on the, <laughs> the rest of it. You can go on Mr. on the Rocks at Twitter.com, M-R-O-X, uh, and that's also our Instagram. You can also send us an email, Mr. at the Rocks, R-O-C-K-S, and you can send us an email and be like, hey, Masood, please stop doing that creepy voice to do the rest please of it. Please stop doing Adam Sandler with a criminal, the sad man. <laughs> Uh, thanks everybody. Thanks. <gasps> Bye. the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. 
Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.